Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine for teens by teens, which discusses the latest fashion, entertainment, trends, financial literacy, bullying, school, sex trafficking, the health and wellness of teens and young adults, and so much more. Join Teen Brothers founders Christian and DeCorey Robinson and so many other young adults that are defying the odds by subscribing to the online and paperback magazine and listen to Defiant One's Teen Podcast on all podcast platforms today. For more information, go to www.defiantonesmag.com. Once again, that's defiantonesmag.com. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. Every time I hear my theme music, I get hyped because I've created the beat. Nah, I mean, I created that. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, welcome to Transparency Talks Podcast. We are going to have a good time today. I am so happy that you all are here. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a business, a small business that would like to advertise your service or your product, please make sure you get in contact with me. I also, on my radio shows, if you would like to, if you're an indie artist and you would like to promote your song, make sure that you get in contact with me. You can contact me at info at orobinsonprmediagroup.com. Once again, that's info at orobinsonprmediagroup.com. But without further ado, I would like to introduce to everyone, she is an author and nonprofit founder of Mason's Make Money Fund. Can you please show some love for Candace Oaken? Hello, Candace. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I am doing great. It is an amazing day. We're both on this side of the world, you know? That's right. So, <laughs> I'm always Definitely. doing good. So, Ken, I want to dive right on in. Can you get, tell everybody a little bit of background about yourself and then I'll come up with all of my questions? Yeah, sure. So I am um, originally from Dallas, Texas, but I've lived in Houston for almost 20 years. Um, I started, well, I've always written. I've always been a writer in, in every aspect of my professional career, uh, but I started off as a, a grant writer. Uh, for some Houston nonprofits, and I decided once that I one day that I wanted to venture back into creative writing, and so um, I was able to do that a couple of years ago in uh, 2020, and uh, here we are today. Okay, all right. Well, I just heard you said that you're in Houston, and I'm coming to Houston in December, so we need to make sure we link up. Yes, I also yes. heard you say that you are a grant writer and I have a nonprofit, so we definitely need to talk off online, offline. So those are two things I want to just put out there. Okay. okay. <laughs> so let's start with your books. You are an author. You're a two-time author. Yes. And can you tell us about Mason Makes Money? Because that was your first book, correct? Yes. Uh, my first book is called Mason Makes Money. Um, I wrote it in 2019 um, after I suffered a job loss. And uh, the job loss um, brought a lot of financial hardship to me and my family at the time. And at the time, I had a, a very young son whose name is Mason. <laughs> and even though he was too young to understand what was going on, um, I still wanted to rise to that hardship as best as possible because I knew that he was watching me. And I also know that us as kids, we absorb so much, uh, both consciously and unconsciously from our parents when it comes to money. And we pick we pick that up 
um, and they become some of our own financial practices. So I wanted to rise to that occasion as best as possible for his sake. And so I wrote a story in a way that I felt was digestible for him um, about money management, but also uh, about uh, entrepreneurship. And um, and that's where we have Mason Makes Money. I love it. Yes. I love it. I know it's been a long day. Let me take off your shoes. Tonight we're switching roles, babe. Let me get you to you. you wrote it in 2019 so i'm assuming that you probably started promoting it in 2020 which as we both know was during the pandemic right so how were you able to promote this project because that was although it was 
it was a crazy time for me. It made everyone stand still and it made the creatives become even more creative. Would you agree? Definitely. Definitely. Even even non-creative people had to become creative. That's true. Very true. It was true. a matter of uh, survival, to be quite honest. Um, for me, um, to be completely transparent, because we're on transparency talks. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I... I'm really bad at marketing and I am uh, not much of an extrovert. So having to uh, combine those two and be creative with those, those two aspects of business was actually very difficult for me. But um, through the limitless of technology, um, I was able to uh, just come up on the fly with some different things that I thought would be engaging um, for folks. The thing that I really tried to leverage with my book was um, centering children. And so one of the things that came, one of the marketing things that came out of that was um, I hosted a Mason Makes Money Mondays, which was a IG live every Monday where I would talk to kid entrepreneurs. And a lot of people really, really liked that, um, of course, because it's like, it's fascinating to listen to kids being so, uh, being so, uh, you know, into business ownership and so uh that's that's how i got creative with it <laughs> that's wonderful my kids are now age 19 and 21 but i started them off at age seven they have been entrepreneurs since and i think it's very important that we help birth our children into financial literacy because i mean i can speak for my my generation my mom didn't teach me about financial literacy and her mom didn't teach her that I know of because I think it would have been passed along. And I think it was, it started, it, I would say it stemmed from the schools because the schools, schools don't even really teach you about financial literacy. Right. But I think that our parents couldn't teach us what they didn't really know themselves. I think we're more conscious now about financial literacy. You hear it everywhere. Everybody is woke as they say. And and I think that now, you know, everybody is starting to, to, to get it. But, you know, your book sets a foundation for children, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and it's based off of finance, finances and entrepreneurships. Um, what is the age demographic for your book? I would say about seven to 13, um, about seven to 13. And I purposely uh, created a book that does not have a lot, a whole lot of an illustration. Mm -hmm. um, for two reasons. Number one, number one, um, because I really want kids to focus on literacy. Mm -hmm. um, I know that, you know, kids love photos and pictures and, and that's wonderful. So there, there are illustrations there, but um, I wanted them to really focus on the words and focus on literacy. So, um, and, and what it was that I was trying to teach them through this book. So, uh, so yeah, so that was a, a reason why I did that. Um, yes. Okay. So I can, I can speak for myself with this. I have my first children's book called the adventures in butter, Butterland: overcoming fear and doubt. Right. It was very hard because I had never done a book before. Well, I take that back. I had already done a, a book called, um, fear of failure, fear of not trying, but that was an adult book. But transitioning to a children's book was very different, you know? So take me through the process of, this is your first book. What was you feeling? Was there anxiety? You know, how did you know where to start? You know what I'm saying? Take me through that. I, there was a lot of anxiety there for a number of reasons. Number one, uh, because I was very much used to, at that time, technical writing. Uh, whenever you're grant writing, um, that's very black and white. It's not creative. Um, it's You're imparting information. Um, and so uh, my editor joked with me and said, this, I mean, you don't have any grammar, you know, any type of grammatical errors, but it, this reads like a thesis statement. There's no creativity to it. It took me a while to get to a final manuscript because I had to get out of the mode of writing for adults. And mm -hmm. also um, I had to get into like a creative mindset because I was not there at first. Um, and also doing so in a way that, again, that was, um, that was palatable for kids. 
because you're dealing with very big concepts. Entrepreneurship and money management are big concepts that you really want to have them to understand. And so in order to do that, you have to break it down in a way that is digestible for them. Um, so what I like to do is I like to get all of my ideas out on paper and then chop from there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's much easier to take away than to add in my experience. So, um, that's how I started off. First, it was very skimpy. <laughs> I got all the important info, the important points down and then I added to it creatively. And then I took away from it, you know, watered words down, made sure that uh, words were, they were presented in a, in a mode that, you know, a child could understand that. So that was my process. Mm. On the news, they talking that social distance. And girl, I'm just trying to see you. Yeah, I gotta see you. I don't know when things gonna be like they used to But being locked up with you, girl, I could get used to It's true I just gotta see you Girl, we can Netflix and chill See a shot, take a shot, baby, if that's how you feel Cause I ain't got no need except the one I made with you In the bedroom, on the studio stairs too I've been they just like bears, baby my quarantine, boo Quarantine, ooh, been trying to quarantine you Baby, we ain't got nowhere to go And you're the only thing I wanna do Quarantine, ooh, been trying to quarantine you Baby, we ain't got nowhere to go And you're the only thing I wanna do Don't be scared Got your essentials, I'm that it's gonna be like this for a while Hold up, hold up, boy, you gonna give me a child Cause there ain't nothing going on like it used to But being locked up with you, boy, I could get used to true I'm just trying to see you Boy, we can Netflix and chill See a shot, take a shot, baby, yeah, you know the deal Cause I ain't got no meetings but the one I made with you in that bedroom And the one for the kids too I've been ages like bears I'm too I'm quarantine, ooh Ooh, I've been trying to quarantine you Baby, we ain't got nowhere to go And you're the only thing I wanna do Quarantine, ooh Quarantine, Up with you, girl, I could get used to yeah. Cause there ain't nothing going on like it used to But being locked up with you, boy, I could get used Quarantine. to you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbiraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast.
We taking another pause for the cause. This your girl, Butter B. Rock, the Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Lafa Players with La La La. Did you self-publish or did you go to a publishing company? Uh, for Mason Makes Money, I went to a boutique publishing company. Um, and for my second book, I, I published myself. Okay. Okay. So how do you stand out amongst the crowd? Because there is a million books, as we both know. So how do you stand out against the crowd? I stand out uh, against the crowd, I believe, by... Uh, using my book as a stepping stone. Um, I don't stop at just the book when it comes to learning. Um, and I'm also not someone, with respect to all children's authors, but I'm also not someone who uh, I'm gonna, you know, my books, when you read your my book to your kid, 
it's gonna you know tuck them in at night and, and take them to sleep it's something that uh, my books that i have are very informative i like to call them informative fiction um so with mason makes money i feel like that's best illustrated by the fact that i, I started a nonprofit. it became a springboard to my nonprofit organization mason makes money fun which um gives free entrepreneurial education to kids as well as uh it grants three uh three grants to kid entrepreneurs for their businesses wow. so you are using you're taking what you learned in the book or you know you're taking something that inspired you in the book and you're actually putting it into practice uh which is what i feel that uh that's how i feel that i stand out it, it doesn't start or it doesn't end with the book it starts with the book it the, the book introduces the idea and then we build on it from there it's a continuing conversation because as, as you said it's so important uh money management and financial literacy is so important that that conversation cannot end with a book it has to keep going at what age do you feel that parents should start teaching financial literacy to to children immediately <laughs> um i agree as early as possible depending on your child three four um we've definitely uh with our son um, our four-year-old son we've definitely uh started that conversation early teaching him how to count money um it, it could be something as simple as um you know whenever you go to the grocery store and you show him an apple and you say okay this this apple is 80 cents and i have a dollar here um so you can pay for this with a dollar. You know, you can, you know, you cannot pay for this with a dollar. It's 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 as simple as stuff like that, but it's imperative that that conversation starts as early as possible because as I said before, we consciously and unconsciously as humans, we we pick up what our parents do um and we unconsciously or consciously we tend to mimic our parents. Mm -hmm. So the earlier okay. we can yeah educate and also uh display and mirror good practices the better it'll be for our kids i believe okay so what do you want the readers to walk away with with mason makes money i want readers to walk away with um just questions really <laughs> i want after you read the book i want i want you to ask a ton of questions uh, because that's where I believe great conversations begin. Um, and I also want you, I want readers to uh, believe in their own limitlessness. Um, I want them to know what their options are. Um, for my generation or for, for, my, uh, for my, my experience, I went to college. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. My parents were like, they weren't trying to hear anything else. Right. And, College is great, you know, college is wonderful, but it's also one option. Kids have a myriad of options that I don't feel that they are always exposed to. And I want kids to be exposed to options, to the options that they have. So entrepreneurship is a viable career path. And if they have the interest or the, you know, the curiosity around that, I think that we should we should get behind that. That's what I that's what my hope is for readers. Don't know. They don't know. Listen, you, baby.
looking for that fire so if you got that heat and want international exposure for your next single contact our team for submissions details exposure in Italy London Japan South Africa Nigeria and Canada serious inquiries only on Instagram and Facebook at Transparency Talks Podcast. If you got something to say, yeah, just say it, babe. You can get out of your way, yeah. Let me make it, babe You say I'm hard to read It's okay, I can take the lead Don't you, don't you run from it You don't want to run on it And time and time again You tried to come back Getting close to that last night I had to slow you down You trying to get it back But this ain't that We say it's all good, but it's all bad Switched up, happened way too fast You about to lose it, stop playing with it Switch positions, you can't handle it And time and time again, you tried to come back Getting closer than last night, I had to slow you down You trying to get it back, but this ain't that We say it's all good, but it's all bad about your nonprofit and what was the purpose of Mason Makes Money Fund? I would love to. 
Um, so as I said before, the book is a springboard to the nonprofit. Um, our purpose is to provide uh, educational resources, free educational resources to um, kid entrepreneurs ages seven to 13. And we also provide three times a year, we provide grants to kid entrepreneurs. So they go through a process where they fill out an application. Um, the board, my board of directors, we review the, all the applications. We go through, uh, the finalists go through an interview process. Um, and then we decide from there, uh, who is the winner and whoever the winner is, they get, a grant in the amount of $500 for their business. And they also get a free business strategy session, which is valued at over $40,000. Um, the purpose of, of that is we want every aspect of uh, Mason Makes Money Fund of the process to be a learning opportunity for them. So beyond just uh, the chance to win you know the money for your business in the future whenever their business is big and they want to go to the bank and apply for a loan they know what that process looks like um if they want to like look for other opportunities for other grant opportunities they know what that process looks like because they've had this training every aspect of the nonprofit is a is a is training in a sense um and getting behind them and to support them in that manner. Um, and so we do that three times a year. We have funded two um, awardees this year. Uh, one was a, a young girl in Virginia. She had a candle making business and we just funded in August um, a 10 year old uh, based in Georgia um, for his, uh, he has a brand where he teaches kids about goal setting and things like that. Um, remarkable. These were our remarkable kids. And um, we're actually in the middle of our third grant session. Um, we are enthusiastically accepting applications up until November the 1st. And then uh, we'll, we will award uh, the next grant in December. And then we'll start again next year. And in the, in the interim of those uh, things, we also have programs. So uh, we have a, a program next week, free, a virtual program and uh, it's a virtual space where kid entrepreneurs from across the country can come and they can network with each other and they can also learn different uh, important concepts about business ownership. So um, the first session will be October the 13th and they'll be learning about team building. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. My sons both have a magazine called Defiant Ones Teen Magazine and podcasts. So my youngest son, he just, we just came back from LA. He won for his podcast um, at the Young Artist Academy Award show. Wow. So I'm saying that to say, I know that you said from age seven to 13 and in their magazine, they highlight from age entrepreneurs um, from age 13 and up. So if you have any that fits in their demographics, we can again talk offline and I can connect you guys so that they can also put them in their magazine and possibly in, on the podcast. I would love to. I would love to. Yes, yeah. let's do that. Okay, that would be great. <laughs> so being a first time publisher, what can you advise to someone that is trying to step out there, but they don't know what to do? Um, it's just a lot of research to be honest, but it's, it's, it's not as overwhelming and as, uh, intimidating as it might seem. Um, it's just about research. It's about putting the pieces together. It's definitely a puzzle. Um, but there's so many people out here. Also ask questions, ask questions, network with people. There's so many, there's so much stuff that I learned about self-publishing from Facebook groups and from um, like Google searches. Um, you know, you, you kind of approach, one would think that you would approach self-publishing from the manner of, you know, you have to go through some kind of rigorous training or, or something like that. And you don't, you can come up with an amazing product uh, just by doing your research and by putting the pieces together and not being afraid to ask questions. Okay. That's what I would, uh, I, I would recommend.
praying that I never meet a girl who calls me to saying that I seen a smile before, planted in my dream world I'm thinking maybe her inception was my dream girl I seen her out a lot, looking like a socialite And having this much of a crush, I never thought I might But is it puppy love, got me panting all in vain And is she really into me or am I seeing things? She make my heart stop Take my breath away I get to freezing up just like there's nothing left to say I get to tripping up, I'm getting tongue-tied I shake her off if I can take her on a long ride Get body contact, cause I like facing you A nerd boy that got the smarts to be chasing you It's a rush of emotion I come to feel Turn a dream into something real And I can't leave you alone, I'm like a hood drone I got a Jones for your body and your skin tone Love songs on the phone, that's your ringtone With all this talk about me and you being grown And yo, it's getting to me So I can put all of my peas in the pot and do the double rain thing, you believe it or not Word, me and you to start making some noise And get to filling up a couple voids Let's make it work uh, It's not a subtle move, I was scoping you Moving brain matter around, kinda hoping you Single lady type, what you need, a good man? Itching for a little something on that left hand I ain't the quiet type, I like a conversation I see you walking by, looking for an explanation It ain't no tricks, love, cause you got the real here I like the way I get the feeling when your body's near I get I give a lot of it I keep going to you, swore I was out of it I ain't the quick type, I try my hardest And be the bestest of your best friends regardless See, I've been hurt before, that I can handle To me, it's much more an investment than a gamble I'm going all in, no cause left Serious if I hold my breath And I can't leave you alone, I'm like the hood drone I got a Jones for your body and your skin tone Love songs on the phone, that's your ringtone With all this talk about me and you being grown And yo, it's getting to me, so I can put all of my peas in the and do the double rain thing, you believe it or not Word, me and you to start making some noise And get to filling up a couple voids Let's make it work uh. I want that good so I can make it work Don't want that hood so I can make it work I want that good so I can make it work Don't want that hood so I can make it work Alright, on the long term And if you like that Show me love, girl, and I can give it right back This is my realness, man, I ain't testing you I'm trying to grow an elevate and live the best with you And keep that smile on, it's like my energy My heart's yours while you steady, see the best in me Let's take this love on the heavy end climb Making haters just lose their mind And I can't leave you alone, I'm like a hood drone I got a Jones for your body and your skin tone Love songs on the phone, that's your ringtone With all this talk about me and you being grown And yo, it's getting to me, so I can put all of my peas in the pot And do the double rain thing you believe it or not, word Me and you to start making some noise And get to filling up a couple voids And I can't leave you alone, I'm like a hood drone I got a Jones for your body and your skin tone Love songs on the phone, that's your ringtone With all this talk about me and you being grown And yo, it's getting to me So I can put all of my peas in the pot And do the double rain thing, you believe it or not, word Me and you to start making some noise And get to filling up a couple voids Let's make it work, uh. Was becoming an author a childhood dream or did that come later on in your life? To be honest, so writing has, I've always written my entire life. Even when I was a young girl, I, I would write poems, I would write short stories, I would write uh, books, but I never considered being an author. That's so crazy to me. Um, I went to school for uh, journalism. So again, writing. Um, writing has always been a part of my life, but I never, never once thought I would publish a book. Uh, because to me, I, I felt like writing was, it, it was so much a part of who I was that I, I just, I just always figured I would do it, but I, I never knew in what capacity. So it was never a dream of mine, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> so when did you, when did you get to a point where you decided, you know what, this is what I want to do? Was it after you got fired? Well, not got fired, but after the job situation or was it before then that you start having those aspirations? It was after I wrote the book and I got uh, feedback from parents and from kids that said, man, I, I want to learn how to make money 
or what did you mean when you said this or what does this word mean or my kids have been asking me questions ever since they read the book um when i got that type of feedback and i saw the impact that i was able to make uh that's when i decided oh this is something that i want to do because i feel like um beyond just being able to write and publish a book um the the experience that i went through with losing my job i felt had to hold some other purpose other than just struggling in that moment and i right. feel like this book was the manifestation of that purpose yeah yeah you know i, I want to give you um your kudos and your flowers now because you know when people have setbacks sometimes setbacks can 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 make you really fall but you took your setback and you you know you you really did your thing with it you know what i mean you took that and you you strived forward and you did it also not just for you but you also did it for your son and i think that that is amazing and i love the fact that you also named the book after your son <laughs> so in going back to your book did i know that it's it's um a fictional book but I would assume that it has some likenesses or some examples of things uh, that your son does. Is that correct or no? Yes, um, but they're it's pretty vague because when I wrote the book, my son was one um, okay. and Mason in the book is about seven, but he loves dogs and Mason started a dog washing company. <laughs> um, he also, he, he also, started the dog watching business to help a friend it wasn't for him it was to help a friend in his class and so uh my son is very loving and very caring in that way and so those are aspects of his personality that i definitely infused into the book um and it's loosely based on him but it's not not rigidly based on him if that makes right. sense yeah yeah definitely i understand that Levi, the business, the business. Baby, you know why you blow my mind with those things you do to me. So why you blow my mind with those things you do? Maybe we should take a
If you like the show, then make sure to share your favorite episode and subscribe to the Transparency Talks podcast. Okay, so tell us about your second book, Joseph the Great. Give us a little synopsis of that. Joseph the Great. I love that. (laughs) Joseph the Great. Um, So I read this book, this amazing book by Isabel Wilkerson called The Warmth of Other Sons. And it told told the story of uh, the Great Migration and how six million, upward of six million African-Americans moved from the rural South and the oppressive South to uh, the West Coast and to the, uh, to the Midwest and to the North and the East Coast to search for better opportunities for themselves and their families. And I thought I, 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 I meditated on that book for so long because I thought like how courageous those people were to have left everything that they knew in search for better opportunities. And in essence, they changed the face and, you know, as a result, they changed the entire face of America. Um, And so I thought, like, I wonder what that must have been like for a child, because the stories were, you know, they would people would get up in the middle of the night and they would run off to the train station and leave everything behind. And I wondered how that might have been like for a child. And, you know, that era, you know, in the early 1900s, 1920s, that was the era of kids were to be seen and not heard, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I I wanted to write that story and that experience from the from the mind of a child. Uh, and so that was the inspiration behind that book. He, uh, Joseph, is an unknowing participant in the Great Migration. And along the way, he runs into some things that he's afraid of and he's scared of. And he's having to... He's, he's imagining himself as a superhero to help get him through some of those scary experiences. So in addition to teaching Black history, um, the purpose of Joseph the Great is also to uh, to uh, encourage healthy coping skills in kids as well. Okay. So what made you gravitate to wanting to do the children's books i know that you said you know you wanted to do something for your son but is that the reason or do you feel like you just you would have a better connection with children and you wanted to go to them to teach I want, them? yeah i wanted to i just wanted to impart that knowledge and that information and the experiences that we've had as adults to kids because one thing that like you said they don't learn money management in school and they definitely don't learn black history in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so where else are they going to learn it? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to provide avenues for those for kids to be able to get this information in a way that was fun and engaging for them. Um, and just being able to, to impart something that was meaningful to the next generation coming you know, up behind us. That That's my purpose in writing kids books. Mm hmm. I love that you've taken it even farther than that from going from the book to the foundation. And then you also do your Monday. You was doing your, are you still doing the Monday Mason's Monday? I have not done that in a while. No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. But on your site, you also have tips and blogs and different things that the children can also do. So it's just like a one-stop shop of interactive, you know, learning that makes it fun for kids and I just love that about everything that you're doing thank you thank you so much yeah definitely so can you give everybody your contact information how they can reach you and support you and definitely get this book I'm going to get this book myself oh thank you um yes so my website is www.candaceoken.com um I am on Twitter at Candace Oaken. I'm on Instagram at, at Candace Oaken Books, and on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/backslash Candace Oaken Books. Um, and there, all my contact information is on the website, so you can email me directly, and um, you know, find ways to tap in with 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 the community. Absolutely. Well, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast and being very transparent with what you are doing. So thank you so much. And to the people out there, we are out of here and we will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. I I enjoyed this so much.
shorty, could you swing my way? Swing my way. Cause you look so damn good to me. Good to me. You by yourself, girl, that's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Cause you the baddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, girl, you dripping the flyest. Uh, you so thick you can't hide it. Got it stuck in my mind and now I can't get you out of my head. I hope I never need to. Can't see me be with nobody else. I hope I never need to. I hope ain't wasting my time and my breath. Yeah, yeah. I'm selfish. I want you all to myself. And she said me. Uh